Welcome to the I'm Just Saying podcast, hosted by Anthony Tildman, featuring the latest trends and all the coolest vibes. Tell your friends to tune in because they'll love it too. What's up, everybody? This is the I'm Just Saying podcast. I'm your boy, Anthony Tillman, and we got another amazing episode. Once again, we have so many amazing guests that have crossed the show, but today's guest is definitely very amazing in her own right because she is our student board member for Prince George's County Public Schools. Miss Nina Jackson is in the building. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I can't wait to jump in. Hey, I'm I'm excited to have you. First of all, I know you're going through a lot right now with this distant learning. So can you tell me how, how that is going for you right now? Well, I can tell you, um, you know, I'm in a little bit of a special situation. It's senior year. So I'm rocking with, you know, only three classes max, two on one day, one on the other. Um, and so I know, like, compared to a lot of my peers, you know, I'm not experiencing uh, the brunt of a lot of the problems that they may be experiencing. Um, but nonetheless, it's definitely something new. It's definitely something to get used to. Um, you know, learning through a screen is something you just, it's its unusual, to say, <laughs> say the least. Wow. I mean, but you're, you're a senior, but you actually started this your junior year, like kind of like the end of your junior year is kind of when this happened. So during that time when it officially started back in like, uh, I say like in March. Yeah. What was your, what was your mindset then? Um, I mean, I can tell you, you know, when we let out in March, I don't think I'm the only person who thought this. Um, I thought we were coming back, you know, I thought, you know, we, we'd be out for a couple of weeks, maybe a month max. And then, you know, March, April, May, June, summer hits. And then, you know, in July, August, we find out that we're coming back to school virtually, too. Um, so definitely my initial thoughts were that we were coming back. You know, it's, it wasn't going to keep us out for long. Yeah. And and I think that's what a lot of people, you know, thought, especially, you know, um, youth. I mean, I'm sure they probably was like, yeah, this is going to be a nice little vacation. You right. know, yeah. but then it got serious. And now we're like in October and, and we're still not back. And and I, this is your senior year. So are, are you hoping to get back? So, yes. Um, I, okay, wait. So two sides to this. Um, naturally, I, I want to go back. You know, you want to experience things like your last basketball games, your last football games, your homecoming, um, graduation and prom, even though that's not until, you know, 2021. Um, you want to be with your friends and your, and your teachers and be able to celebrate that this is your last year of high school. But on the flip side of that, I realized that I won't be going to any basketball games or any football games if I have COVID. And I feel like that's something we have to keep in perspective. Um, it's not safe out here. And so even if we do go back, you know, even if we want to go back, we won't be able to participate in all the celebrations we want if somebody gets sick, if someone catches a case and, you know, things of that nature happen again. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, I'm hoping you guys, you know, get back to least, you know, that the later part of the year in January to kind of, you know, enjoy those special moments, especially um, graduation and, and prom. And, you know, I, I know homecoming isn't happening this year, but um, I'm hoping that you you can 
kind of adapt to it. And, you know, I think this is a, a learning lesson, too, because, you know, as the student board member for the school system, what are you learning about that job? Um, so I think just in politics in general, um, which is it, it, that's what it is, um, one of the most important things you start to realize is the importance of relationships if you don't already know. Um, so in my case, relationships not only with my colleagues or other board members, members of Dr. Goldson's administration, teachers and faculty, relationships with my peers or those who are younger than me, all the dynamics kind of change. Um, and so many different elements play into it, right, when we talk about relationships, because I'm not an adult. Um, I'm a student. I'm a senior in high school, 17 years old, going 18. And so when you talk about relationships, you have to be understanding of the framing, the context, and the de different elements that play into that. Um, so that's something I'm very conscious about is how I manage my relationships and how I use that to navigate the job. Um, in addition to that, I think personally, I've realized just how important service is to me. Um, you know, I've been involved in the community um, humbly and, and, and gratefully for the past four years of my life and the past four years of my educational experience. You know, I, I met you and so many other members of our community through, you know, the different events and activities I've been involved in. It's really been a blessing. And so to be able to, you know, be arguably one of the most influential um, students in this county, um, to, to be able to make decisions that impact real people in real time, in real life, with real implications is something that, um, you know, I couldn't even imagine. And, and, and now here it is. So I say all that to say that the position is certainly a blessing. Um, I'm grateful for it. It's humbled me in a lot of ways as well. And I, and I look forward to the rest of the school year and the rest of my term. Okay. All right. That's, that's a, a great answer. Great answer. Great answer. So let me ask you this. Okay. Dr. Monica Gosen is, is our superintendent of the school system. Um, has, has she given you any advice to kind of like, you know, kind of make you feel a little comfortable in your position or, or has any board member gave you any advice this year to kind of make you feel a little more comfortable? Yeah, so I can tell you, I'll start with Dr. Golson. I love me some Dr. Golson. I do. Um, she's probably one of my favorite people, one of my favorite, like, I'll, I'll say staff or faculty members. Um, love her to death. She's extremely personable. Um, and from the get-go, she's been just kind of really opening to me, a really open arm to me in my position. Um, we've had plenty of conversations. She's done plenty of kind of like... Um, kind of, I'll say like vibe checks, you know, just to get an idea of like how I'm feeling, how things are going. Um, she's been very concerned and engaged with what it is I would like to prioritize in my term and what it is I would like to get done. And I think that sentiment can also be expanded to a lot of my board colleagues as well. Um, I've had personal engagements and personal interactions with all of them for the most part. And I've been able to learn something from each of them in, in their own way. We definitely have some characters up there on the board, but you know, they've definitely given me a lot to work with and a lot to kind of internalize and um, integrate into my own service. Okay. So what is, what do you feel is like your biggest lesson you learned so far about being the student board member? That is, it's bigger than yourself. I mean, I feel like a lot of our politicians, not even, you know, speaking about the board directly, but just in general, 
um, a lot of people lose um, sight of that, that you don't get into public service, whether it's organizing, whether it's activism, advocacy, um, whatever your role is, you don't get into service to serve yourself, you're in the service of others. And I think that um, we talk about youth leadership. I feel like there's a lot of like, um, there's, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people may not be privy to. And so for me, one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and that's also been constantly reinforced, is that I'm in the service of others and not myself. Um, during my campaign and during my service now, there's so many students I've spoken to um, just to, you know, hear their stories. Um, I feel like I've truly experienced and seen kind of like the best and the lowest of our school system and what it has to offer. And it's things like that um, that kind of keep you going. And so, again, definitely, yeah, just, just to remember that we're here for other people, not for ourselves. Okay. And what what has a distant learning taught you about yourself this year? <laughs> that I'm not a virtual learner. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm a really traditional learner. I don't want to use the word old school because I feel like that's kind of weird. But, you know, like, I'm kind of like, give me a book. Tell me what I need to do. Let me go do it myself. But now you got me sitting here in front of a screen. And I feel like I don't want to call nobody out. But I feel like some teachers, you know, have trouble. Some of our lovely, amazing teachers in this county um, may have a little bit of trouble, like, teaching effectively in the classroom. And so I feel like if you have trouble doing that, it's even harder to do it virtually. Um, however, in that sense, I do want to, you know, note that everyone's giving it their best, including me. I can tell you, I haven't, you know, things haven't been perfect. You know, I'm a little behind AP Calc. It's okay. I'm a little behind in chemistry. That's okay. Um, but it's just learning to adapt and be flexible. And I think that's something all of us, you know, teachers, faculty, um, parents, family members, community members, students are trying to do. Okay. Well, that that's that's a really really good answer and i think adapting is is the best thing we can do right now because we can't just say hey let's all oh, let's go back to school and you know like you know and and things get back to normal which is you know I, i'm really tired of hearing this new normal because social distancing you know zoom and those been around for a long time so and that's the know. crazy thing yeah it has like yeah. I, I remember when we you know when virtual learning first kind of kicked off like you know the stop presumed skyrocketed and like I even forgot like this this isn't new technology that we're dealing with we're just using it in a new way yeah I mean it seems like people kind of forgot about social distancing and 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 you know the how we were before washing our hands and how we're supposed to be washing our hands and how we're supposed to be you know learning online and you know I mean some schools only have online learning like you know some right. colleges have online learning you know all year round so uh, speaking of college have you thought about where you want to go yeah I have you know it's college application season um no one told me to kind of like what to expect um let alone the fact that I'm a first generation college student mm. so congratulations it's, it's thank you yes um HBCU? It's, it's is it, are you are you thinking of an HBCU or are you thinking of like a, a general college? So I do have a, a HBCUs on my list. I will like to say I am applying to Howard. That's not the only HBCU. I know. I know you probably have some <laughs> listeners who went, so I'm definitely applying. Um, but 
I also do have PWIs on my list as well. Um, in-state schools, you know, some of the best in-state schools and local schools, you know, Maryland and the area has to offer, as well as some out-of-state schools as well. But, you know, what I'm looking for in a college, college essentially is an institution that can give me the resources and the knowledge and the connections I need to then come back to my community and, um, you know, pour into it the way the communities pour, poured into me. Okay. So that's so what I'm looking for. Political, any political aspirations in the future, any like, you know, political roles or so is that I'm coming back to serve my community in a political aspect or is that just like, I want to just come back and just be an advocate. I'll come back in any way my community would like to welcome me back. However, I would say um, I'm not opposed, you know, if the stars align in a certain way, I'm not opposed to running for political office. Um, I though I would like to preface that by saying, I think it's kind of weird um, to aspire to be a politician. Hmm. That's weird okay. to me. Um, is, I don't. Yeah. If, if that's your way of making change, yes, of course, you, you know, you utilize and leverage policy and political office, but I'm kind of opposed to the idea of career politicians. Um, again, you're in a position of service. Um, and when you talk about like the foundings of political offices and, and politics in this country, it wasn't intended for you to, you know, retire off of that, you know, off of that office, off of that, off of that career, hop around from position to position. Um, but I'm not opposed to it. Hey, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm definitely. So let's let's talk about student life are you like you know really having the same kind of interaction with your friends virtually what as what you were when you was in school I would say certainly not um for me so when we first you know schools first shut down um I feel like reactionarily I kind of isolated myself um you know not being able to be around other people you know the high five to dap somebody up to go out to places um, was kind of weird for me so my immediate reflex was to kind of just like isolate myself you know I stayed in my room wasn't really trying to go anywhere um but I feel like a lot of people as COVID kind of went on we began to kind of like lax our standards as far as like, you know, taking the precautions necessary to prevent getting COVID. So for example, a lot of people over the summer at the beginning of um, this school year, just started going out. Like if you go up to, you know, Waldorf, St. Charles, there's people in that mall. <laughs> like if you go down to the National Harbor, there's people at the National Harbor, you know, there's kids on the basketball courts. And that's because, you know, we've, we we want to go back to the way of life that we had before. And so for me, you know, I'm in communication with my friends. Um, I haven't went anywhere with them or, you know, we haven't had any social out outings, but, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, I see them in class, my extracurriculars. Um, that's the way I'm trying to kind of manage my relationships with them. Hmm, okay. So it seems like, I guess people are just trying to get out the best way they can and pretty much interact the best way they can possibly during this time. Okay. So let me ask you this question. What do you, what do you think about, um, so we have an upcoming election um, next month. Um, what do you, what do you think as a student board member um, of a school system, what do you think your obligation is to kind of 
you know, tell your peers about the importance of voting? I feel like for a bunch of different reasons, um, you, there's, the youth vote is always hard to leverage um, and hard to mobilize. Um, a lot of it's apathy. Um, a lot of it is, I feel like kids not feeling as though their, vo- or youth feeling as though their voice is actually genuinely appreciated and, and, and wanted. Um, and I feel like for adults, um, a lot of adults are kind of opposed to having youth in adult, in spaces that are considered adult oriented. Um, so when we talk about youth being engaged and youth being involved, voting is one of the ways to do that. Um, but it's extremely hard to get students to actually get out to vote and register to vote. Um, but of course, you know, I'm working with some of my folks on the back end to make sure we can, you know, get the whole get out to vote message in front of my peers. Um, I'm working with my advisory council, which is a group of about 24 students to put together a few PSAs and a few videos. Of course, social media goes a long way. So, you know, retweeting, reposting and resharing um, infographics that details how you can vote, the deadline, um, even information about the candidates is extremely important. But um, aside from the national election, aside from the national election, what I'm much more concerned with in all actuality is the down ballot elections, our local elections. Things like local judges, board of education, county council, county executive, with things of that nature come around. And so for me, I want engagement in local politics to stop being the exception for young people. And I feel like, you know, we, we tell people to vote in our national elections, which is important, um, but we really kind of um, ignore uh, what's going on in our in our localities, in, in our county. Okay. Seems like you, you have it down pat. So, so as, so my final question to you is what are you looking forward to now this year? Like what, what do you want uh, people to know that you accomplished this year? Like what, what is like your end of the year goal? I'll answer this in a couple of ways. Um, so when I was running my campaign, um, I consider myself a policy wonk, um, policy nerd, what have you. So I had about a dozen, literally a dozen plus, you know, uh, policy ideas on my website and that I was pushing out and promoting. And I had my platform and everything. Um, One of the first lessons that was kind of pushed onto me when I got sworn in and took office was that, you know, Nina, you're only serving a term, one school year, a couple of months. Um, And what I needed to do was narrow the scope of my focus. And so policy wise, I have three main goals. Um, first one is mental health. Um, you know, whether it's destigmatizing mental health of students, whether it's things like mental health days. I saw that you reposted what Montgomery County was um, doing or trying to do with mental health days. Um, whether it's tending to the mental health needs of our, you know, our teachers and our faculty members and our students um, and, you know, resources. That's really important to me. Um, second to that, it's a more expansive curriculum, a more diverse curriculum, whether that's things like ethnic studies, Black history studies. And by that, I mean going beyond making it a mere elective option, because the fact of the matter is when you're talking about things like LGBTQ communities or um, ethnic studies, that's a part of our history. Uh, it shouldn't be an option to take and learn about it. Um, and also making sure that we're supporting our students and our families who don't speak English as a first language. Um, one of the things or big issues that I looked into during my campaign in preparation for it 
with our demographics and the fact of the matter is that um, ESOL or ELL students make up, you know, almost above a quarter of our total student population. Um, you know, we have one of the highest and most expansive and growing rates of um, ELL students in the entire state of Maryland. And that's imperative because we have a fairly large student population. So just making sure that we have the proper instructional support in place for these students because they also need the resources that they need to be successful academically. Um, but I think more abstract in, in uh, more abstract than that, um, I, I want students to get engaged. Um, the fact of the matter is that a lot of students don't even realize that there's a whole position on the Board of Education reserved um, and dedicated to protecting and representing the interests of students. A lot of kids will tell you, I don't even know what a snob is. You know, what do you do? I've had kids, you know, say to me, like, who, who are you? Um, and again, like we mentioned before, I think that goes back to the broader fact that it's really hard to get kids engaged. So that's something I'm really helping, um, hoping to push this year. Um, one of the things I probably look forward to most. Okay. And that's a, that's, that's a lot. I mean, I, I, I applaud you for your efforts and, and those are some amazing ideas. Um, before we kind of log off, is there any final words you want to say? I want to say congratulations to you. Like we were talking about, you know, chatting it up before. Um, I know you do a lot. You got your hands in a lot of situations, but you're really great at everything that you do. And so for you to have a platform like this and, you know, to offer it up to members of the community who are really putting in work and, and representing um, is really amazing. And I definitely think we need more um, media representation like that in our community. So thank you. Well, thank you. I want to say thanks to you because you are probably one of the most inspirational student board members I've ever seen. You, you definitely have a real knowledge of just how to, how to, you know, how to say things. And you, you very have a great, um, you know, mannerism about you that just says, Hey, like I'm great. And, and, you know, I wish a lot of our students had your ambition and, and your, and your mannerisms as you do, because it seems like you're, you're going to be very successful in life. And I'm just happy to know you. And I'm just happy to say, Hey, I interviewed that girl. You know? <laughs> On my podcast, like when you become like a mayor or a council member future. So I say thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you know, I know you have some social media stuff. So you want to shout out your social medias? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Nina, N-I-N-A-H dot Jackson. You can follow me on Twitter at the Nina J. Um, Facebook, you can type in my name. Um, and yeah, you'll you'll find me on your page at some point one way or another. So follow me. Thank you. Follow her, everybody. It was a pleasure to talk to Ms. Jackson today. She's our student board member for Prince George's County Public Schools. And we're looking forward to her on having a great year, despite distant learning. Holla, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the I'm Just Saying podcast. Tune in next week. Don't forget to tell a friend. And don't forget the hashtag I'm Just Saying.